Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Yep, I know. I said it last week. I wasn't going to do another commercial. But August 10th is quickly approaching, and I have a couple of more spots left for Italy. So I'm going to let last week Chell tell you about it. What up, my fellow RDs? Next month on August 10th, that is the absolute last day to sign up for the Italy retreat. It's happening September 12th through the 17th in Lake Cuomo, Italy. It's a space for a mind-body-soul retreat experience for RDs who want to think about doing business differently, but also who want to get out of their normal four walls of their office and one, explore the Italian countryside, explore Italian food, but then also be surrounded by other nutrition professionals who are down to do things differently and embrace their human design so that they can create and grow those businesses or rather their businesses in a way that feels truly aligned. So I have a couple of more spots available for Italy. Hit me up on Instagram or shoot me an email. All of that will be in the show notes if you are interested. Remember the last day, absolute last day to sign up for it is August 10th. Okay, on to the show. Thank you for your patience. What up, my fellow RDs? I am so stoked for you guys to hear my conversation with Kirsten today. But before we dive into that, I want to talk a little bit more about what being a manifester is in the human design space. So Kirsten and I are both manifestors, but we manifest differently. And that's because there's so much more that goes into your human design than just the overarching energy type, right? Meaning manifester, manifesting generator, generator, projector and reflector. So there's so much more that goes into it than just being that like higher arching. So I think that it's really important to mention that because like, yes, you can know what your energy type is and maybe dig a little bit deeper into like what your authority is, but there's so much more to it. And there's so many differentiations that like even two manifestors can be completely different in the way they approach decisions, make decisions and put their information into out into the world. So let's break this down. Manifestor's aura. Remember, this is how energy operates and how it feels to others. So for a manifestor, their aura is dense and forceful. So sometimes it can be called a closed aura. Essentially, what happens when a manifestor walks into a room is it pushes into other people's auras, causing them to react and move out of the way. It can literally be moving out of the way or they just feel you walk into the room, which is why A manifestor's aura is typically referred to as a repelling aura. Guys, this is not a bad thing. This just is. The verbiage that they use can be a little bit abrasive, but it is a repelling aura, right? It's just dense. It's just forceful. Manifestors are here to make impact. So what is the strategy of a manifestor? Meaning, how are they meant to attract opportunities into their aura? The strategy is to inform and initiate so they can avoid anger and then feel at peace. Manifester, or rather coming from a manifester, the informing piece can be very challenging. I understand that like, it's normal to be like, hey mom, I'm going to the store or whatever, but like, it can be very challenging to remember to inform before initiating. Manifestors are here to literally affect the energy and change the energy of a room, but they're also here to create energy. So like the Nike, just do it slogan is meant for manifestors to have that 
impact into the world, right? Like literally thinking up something, having the energy and the flow behind to do it and then put it out there. And sometimes it'll be impactful and sometimes it won't cause the ripple effect that a manifester had probably initially anticipated. But the more in alignment you are, the more deconditioned you are from that outside space and the more you remember to inform and then follow into that creative flow, then the impact and the ripples will follow and you'll see that happening more and more. So it's really cool to see how two different manifestors operate. Kirsten, I haven't seen her chart, at least not recently, but I know she has a lot more centers filled in than I do, meaning that they're defined. Remember from a couple of episodes ago, and I probably talk about this all the time, but like I only have two centers defined, the heart and the throat. So if I don't have the willpower to do it, or if I don't have that other person's energy around me to kind of keep that momentum going, I can get tired very easily and not really see things through. Meaning that I just need a team. I need help around me. I need my people around me to do the things. But from a different manifestor's perspective, they may have some of that energy and be able to kind of see things through and have the energy to see it through, through that creative process. So it's really cool to see how we are both here to make change. We're both here to impact people so that they can do things differently in a way that feels really good to them. And actually what's funny enough is that Kirsten and I have both this year launched a mastermind with very similar verbiage, right? Like fuck other people's blueprints, fuck the status quo, do things your way. You don't need someone else to guide, like someone else's guidance, like step-by-step to get you where you want to be. And it's so interesting that we're both seeing this happen at the same time, but we're using different verbiage and we're seeing different clients, right? Like different different types of dietitians at different stages in their business because she and I are at different stages in our business. So it's really interesting to see this just like large scale energetic shift of manifestors coming out and being like, no, like you can do it your way. Don't feel like you have to follow the status quo. And it's absolutely beautiful, but we're also doing it in our own way. So without further ado, let me introduce Kirsten Screen, MPH RDLD, is an integrative performance dietitian and together with her team works with active adults and athletes of all caliber to support root foundations and performance needs. Kirsten has extensive business experience having built both a multi six figure and multi seven figure business from the ground up. She mentors fellow RDs in growing their dream vision. Without further ado, my fellow manifester, Kirsten. Kirsten? Welcome to the show. I feel like this has been a hot minute in the making, but I'm super excited to chat with you. How are you? I'm so stoked to be here. I feel like we know each other, even though this is our first time like <laughs> doing this right here, but we've chatted. Like it's not our first time chatting, but I'm so exactly. excited to finally do yeah. this officially. Instagram DMs are the shit because of that, for sure. You know, I feel like I have met some of my like most like soul sister type people through yes. Instagram DMs when it's like we live and you and I literally just before we started recording had this whole conversation about how we live on opposite ends of the world, but we have so much in common because you literally live in the country where I was born, where my entire family still is. And I didn't even know that. So like soul sister vibes, you know, through Instagram stories and DMs, I'm all about it. I love it so much. All right. Well, now I feel like you've already told us your whole life story, but I'm going to ask you the three most important questions ever. All right. So it sounds like you've traveled a bunch, but what is your bucket list travel destination? 
And you know, I knew you were going to ask me this question. It's actually a really hard one because I've been to a bunch of places, right? Because I grew up in Europe and it's, you know, this when you're in Europe, you drive like two hours and hi, you've hit three countries, right? Like you throw Accurate. a rock and you're in a different country. <laughs> so I've been a bunch of places. My dad's from the Netherlands originally. My mom's from Germany. We lived in Belgium for a while. My parents now live right by the French border. So like, you know, I've, I've been to all the places, but yeah. my bucket list is probably Australia. Uh, which if you'd asked me that 10 years ago, I would have said no, because everything that can kill you in the world lives in Australia. <laughs> and like, I don't do sharks. I don't do snakes. I don't do any of those things. But it just seems like such a beautiful country. And I also kind of really want to go to New Zealand. So I just think like that southeast corner of the globe, you know, if we're looking at a world map, like it just yeah. looks cool. And I just kind of want to go. So I think that's that's on my bucket list. All right. I dig it. Yeah. Next what is your favorite food of all time, 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 time? All time could eat it every day, all the time. Can I pick two foods? Because it has to be two foods. I'm sorry. If, I mean, if they go on like, the same plate, sure, go with it. Okay, that might be weird, but I'll do I would do it. I would totally do it. So <laughs> tacos, but they have to be like authentic, like Mexican street tacos, not like Hell the Americanized, yeah. you know what I mean? Here's a, here's a flour tortilla and we put a bunch of cheese Oops, on it. Cheese. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not a taco. Like that's not a taco. It has to be like a corn tortilla with just, here's your protein and some, some, you know, onions and cilantro. cilantro. We're good. Yeah. And some yeah. squeeze of lime and we're good. Hmm. Um, and then the second, which is so opposite, opposite side of the world, the second will be um, chicken tikka masala with some Ooh. good basmati rice, because mm. that's just like comfort in a bowl. Like I, I could probably have that for dinner every day. So ideal day, lunch of tacos, Mexican tacos, <laughs> and then dinner, some really good Indian chicken tikka masala, but it has to be mild because I am German and that is what it is. And I just can't do spicy. It just, it just won't fly. Nichtschaf, heard. Nichtschaf. I can't do it. <laughs> I might die. Excellent. I can't do it. <laughs> all right. And then probably the most telling question of all, coffee or cocktails? Um, it's going to be a fun answer because it's kind of both or both, but neither both or I just came up with a word. It's both, but neither. Um, so I used to drink cocktails. I don't anymore for no particular reason. Then it just kind of fizzled out over time because I'm a parent and busy and don't sleep nearly enough. And it's just, there's never time. But when sure. it used to be cocktails, it was Bacardi and Coke and very specifically Bacardi and Coke, not, it can't be Diet Coke. It can't be Pepsi. That's just an abomination and it can't be anything but Bacardi. But so I would say right now, probably coffee because it's more of a ritual to me, but yeah. you'll laugh because my coffee is decaf because <laughs> I just don't I like, mean, I don't, I don't need the caffeine. So it's just decaf. So decaf coffee, very specifically a um, grande soy latte from Starbucks. And I know there's going to be mm. coffee connoisseurs who are going to be like, ew, why? But like, it's just what I like. Here we are. <laughs> Man, I'm not here to judge people's beverage choices. <laughs> I just like to know what you drink. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. That's it. And today I had to make it myself at home because there was a line of like 20 people at Starbucks and I didn't have time to not worth it. do that. It wasn't <laughs> worth it. You know, I was like, well, make it at home. It's all good. <laughs> okay. So now that we basically literally almost for real know everything about you, everything, I would, I would love to know like what put you on the trajectory to become an RD. That is a phenomenal question. I love this question so much um, because I think a lot of people relate to this uh, and then we either go one or, or the one of two ways, right? So I was a high school athlete. I was a runner and I had a horrible coach. I had a shit coach. He was awful. He sucked. He was horrible. He just didn't gel with anything that was related to teenage females, period, right? Like he was the high school football coach, but he was also our girls track coach. And oh, he God. told every single one of us that we were too heavy 
this was also, you know, in the 90s where you could still say that and your parents wouldn't like flip a lid, right? But so it was in the 90s and he told us, you're too heavy. Um, that's the reason you're all slow. All of you suck. And basically what you need to do is lose 20 pounds and stop eating this and stop eating that and just like don't eat. So of course we all got injured. And this is, you know, we're, we're pubescent girls. Like everyone just started their period. Everybody's going through these yeah. massive, massive growth spurts. We're putting on like 30, 40 pounds like you're supposed to from, you know, mm-hmm. 13 to 18. And it was just this massive reduction of everything. So we all got injured and I felt awful. I quit track. I didn't run for like 10 years afterwards. I didn't run again until I met my husband who was like, dude, but you like running. I'm like, I know, but I suck at it. And then he's like, I don't think you suck at it. And I don't actually, because when I fuel, I don't suck at it. But the point is when he told us all of that, and this was again, for reference, the nineties, there was no like Dr. Google, get all your answers. Right. So sure. I looked at what he told us and said, this can't be right because I feel like hot garbage all the time. Yeah. How is that going to make me a better runner? So I went to the library, old school library, through the card catalog, and I found a book, right? Card catalog. Like, you're probably even too young to know what that is. You're like, I've seen that in museums. Anyway, Mm, I went to the card. I was educated on that. We're all good. You were educated (laughs) on the card catalog? I can appreciate that. Like, do a decimal, you know? It's complicated, but it works. Um, But so I found a book on sports nutrition. It was written by Nancy Clark and all of us in the sports nutrition realm. We know Nancy Clark because she's like, you know, the the OG. She's the goat of sports (laughs) nutrition. And I read her book. Like I checked out the book. I physically brought it home and I read it in my house. And then later I like I actually ordered it. Well, my mom and I went to the bookstore with, you know, ISBN number because you couldn't order it (laughs) online anyway. But I got the book Um, and that's where I started. And I said, wait, this is a thing. Like, this is something people do. And like, there's a career here. Like I can do this. I can be this. Like I can help people not feel like hot garbage when they just want to perform and move their body. And that's where it started. So the rest is history. I love that. And you're right. That could have gone one of either two ways, right? Like you could have continued down that path Mm -hmm. and maybe had some disordered eating, but I'm happy that you did the education piece of it. That is so key. And you were like, nah, fuck you, coach. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. I was like, <laughs> this is bullshit. And I feel horrible. And I don't want to feel horrible. And I was like, yeah, I'm smaller, but like I'm smaller and I feel like shit. Like yeah. I don't have energy to get through my day. I definitely am no longer running. What is the point? Um, but you're right. And you and I both know this, even in dietetics, there's a lot of people who enter dietetics from a disordered space. Totally. Because they're exposed to these things and then go one of two ways. Right. And it was very important to me that, and I'm just, I'm just a person who likes to disrupt (laughs) what's, you know, what's told. I like to disrupt what I'm told I should be doing. That's just my nature. So I'm grateful that I went the other direction, but I see it so often in my clients. I I just see it often. Right. So I'm I'm grateful that I, that I didn't go that route. Totally. All right. Two things on that hashtag manifest your life. Cause I feel that. That is yes. In my soul. Sec- we'll, g- we'll get back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And then second, is this then what you like led into being in your college education, right? Like, so that one book, that's like, that's what yes. you turned your, your livelihood yes. into. <laughs> and to my parents, massive dismay, right? Because I was pre-med when I started because oh, the damn. goal was always, <laughs> I was going to be a surgeon and that's what I was going to do. And then I took this new, cause I said, let me just take a nutrition class in college. Cause my parents were anti, anti, anti. They're like, what the fuck is a dietitian? Like, will you be homeless? <laughs> and are we going to have to pay for you forever? Um, so they were very anti cause this didn't make sense to them. So I took an introductory nutrition class as an elective in college and met oh, wow. the person who happened to be the advisor for undergrads. Like that was like her shtick. She was also a professor who taught this class. And I went and had a conversation with her after our very first lesson. And I said, wait, this is a thing I could do. Yes. Like there's a career here. And she's like, yes, absolutely. And that's when I changed my major. So yeah, it started with the book. And then I took the elective and my entire trajectory of my life changed. 
Wow. And you knew it was going to be sports nutrition from the get-go? Yes, like from the start. Okay. Like I knew it was okay. going to be sports and performance. It was going to be about how do we elevate the human quality of life experience, right? Which is also why surgery was the last thing I wanted to do. Cause I'm like, that's fixing a problem after the problem has manifested. <laughs> that's yeah. not where I want to be. I want to be in the space of like, how do we not get to that problem? Like, how do we do everything we can to just make the human body be freaking awesome? Cause yeah. I'm watching these people who are freaking awesome at what they're doing. And I don't think their secret is that they don't eat food. I don't think that's the <laughs> secret, right? This was me at 20 or 19, whatever. So yeah, like it's, it very much came from, it manifested into, it's going to be sports and performance and how do we elevate the human quality of life experience? That's, that's what I it was. I love that. All right. So what opportunities were there for you after college in this world? Did you do the clinical route as per, I guess, quote unquote, unspoken guidelines or did you Um, again, break the mold again? There were zero opportunities to do what I wanted to do. Ha, that was the (laughs) kicker. Right. And I was told this over and over, right. Doesn't that, doesn't that make you feel lovely? I was told that over and over in undergrad and I was told it, and I did my master's before I did my internship because my master's is in public health. I kind of went the non, you know, linear route on purpose because I had an opportunity to have my master's paid for through graduate assistantship. So I was like, hello, we're pausing, we're doing this. Um, But I was told over and over that like, that's a nice pipe dream. You will Mm. never make it in private practice working in performance nutrition. That's not a thing. And hello, here I am. And I'm doing really, really well doing exactly what I wanted to do. But it was kind of the sideline of, well, maybe one day, right? Like maybe one day, maybe once I prove myself, maybe once, you know, like maybe, maybe, maybe. And I never went directly into clinical because I knew that wasn't my space. Um, It was very depressing to me. It was very much like surgery. It's dealing with a problem after it has manifested. That's not where I want to be. Um, So I went into corporate wellness after undergrad uh, or after, sorry, after my internship. And I actually first went into commercial nutrition. There was a company really old school that most people no longer know existed. It was called ediets.com. It just is cringy even saying it, but they were sort of (laughs) the first in the space of doing customized meal planning for specific purposes. So it was like an online, you know, meal plan kind of place. And it was all dietitians and diet techs. So I felt good about it because it was like, these are credentialed people who know what they're doing. And I was the, um, I was the assistant manager of their nutrition program. So I did that after undergrad. And then I walked, then I moved straight into corporate wellness and health promotion and used my degree there for a really long time. And then kind of took a pause, had a bunch of kids, helped my husband (laughs) scale his career. Cool. But then I said, the dream has always been to do exactly what I want to do with nutrition to help people elevate. And no one else is going to tell me that I can't do it. And no one's going to put me in a box and say that this doesn't exist. So I fucking built it myself because that's what we do. We just do it. So I did. (laughs) And what does that look like now? Like what is the dream job that you've built? And okay. Then I'll ask my second question in a second. I'm just getting ahead of myself. What is your dream job that you've built? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and because this is so fun to talk about my dream job. And this, this is, I'm going to summarize this in a couple of words, right? My dream job, one is freedom. That that's my, that's my value cornerstone freedom, but two is transformation and impact. Like I didn't want a job where it's like, I can do a bunch of stuff and I have a bunch of freedom and I get paid for it. But it's like, the reason I started this to begin with is because somebody treated me like shit. And as a result, my health declined And I thought I was less than or less than capable. Right. And I didn't want that for the people in my world. Like I truly genuinely am invested in the transformation of every person that enters the your fitness dietitian space. Like we are here to transform how you view food, how you use this incredible resource that we have at our fingertips as humans to make your life experience better, including performance, but also just your life experience. So the dream job was exactly that. How do I build that? How do I build that where I don't get paid peanuts 
because I freaking yes. went to college for seven years. I am a highly educated professional expert in my field. Why do we get paid peanuts in clinical? That's a whole other conversation. Reach. Right? <laughs> so that wasn't going to be on my plate. Like, we're not doing that. How do we do it to where I make the living that I deserve and desire, but also have the impact that I started this for to begin with? That's the dream, and that's what I've built. Value, impact, I and transformation. Love that so much. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. When did you find human design? Was it before you created your business or during or after? I would give me the details. Yes. I need to know during. Like, when all during. Okay. During. And here's the funny thing. And I'm a manifester and most manifestors are probably heart rooted like that. Uh, I thought it was bullshit when I was first introduced <laughs> to it because I was like, this is like, you know, astrology to the X degree. And I was like, what is it's this? Hella woo. It's hella woo. Yes. And that's like, I'm not, I, I, well, I take that back. I thought I wasn't wired that way. Right. Because I've always <laughs> been the like logic, logic, logic stack, you know, action on top of action kind of person. And I was introduced to it by a mentor that sort of was on the periphery of my life. Right. Not my main mentor, but a mentor that I kind of plugged into. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then I started reading and this was early, probably in building my current situation, my current life of freedom, doing exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And I just started reading and I was like, this explains every single emotion and hiccup and feeling and question I have ever had in my life about where I fit and how I function. Because I was always, and you're, you're a fellow manifester. Have we talked about this? I yes. Am, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have always felt like, how come I don't fit? How come when other people say stuff, it makes no sense to me. And I go, but it would be much different and better and easier if we just do this instead. Yes. And how come the mainstream like thoughts and, you know, approaches, I was like, I don't know. It feels off to me. And then I'd be like, I'm going to go over here and do this other thing instead. And I always felt like an outsider. Turns out, not, turns out I'm not an outsider. I'm just the freaking person meant to come up with the new direction and ideas. And when I just lean into that, magic happens. Yes. <laughs> you know, I just had to learn that. It just took me a minute longer than it should have. <laughs> Girl, I feel that. Had I known it five years ago when I started my business, it would have been a freaking game changer. But I think that that also, I mean, it shows you how valuable it can be. I think once you do lean into what you were meant to be here doing, right? Like yes. you always knew that you were down to do something different. You just didn't know why. This just yeah. reaffirmed that, oh, I'm such a believer in all of this. <laughs> and you know the hardest part? Not just I didn't know why. I was told my whole life to dampen that. Like I used yes. to say to my husband, and this is so like apropos right here. I used to say to my husband, I feel like the whole world is trying to censor me. Like I was mm. like, I feel like my parents are trying to censor me. I feel like the rest of my family's trying to censor me. Sometimes my husband inadvertently, I was like, you're trying to censor me because no, yeah. I'm not trying to say what you just said. No, that's not it. I'm not trying to do what everyone else is doing. I'm trying to do this whole other thing. I'm trying to say this whole other thing. Like my thoughts are not even in this, like we're not even not reading from the same page. Like I'm writing a different book yeah. and like, I feel like I'm being censored by doing that. And it turned out I just had to finally have the courage to fully lean into this is who I I am and what I'm meant to do. And I'm just going to go pave my path. And whoever wants to ride along, hell yeah, it's going to be amazing. Come ride along. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I think that that's the, that's the part for me. I think that was challenging initially. Like I'm not for everyone and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like if you're down, you're a super fan and like you're super down. And if you're not down, it's okay too. So yeah. I would love to know, like for you, like what, what changed in your business after that? Like 
did you, I mean, like growth wise, like mentality wise, what changed? It's perfect. Remember how you asked me a minute ago, what, like, what's the dream business and freedom was the first word I said. Yes. That's what changed because before Mm. it felt like work, it felt like, and, and not that it was hard work, it was work I enjoyed, but it felt like, okay, I'm, I'm working to get people to understand what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm working to get people to plug into what I'm doing. Now that's not what happens. Now it's like, I show up, I share the message. And because I'm fully plugged into how I'm meant to share this message, people just enter my world. And it's like you said, I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. Because if I made myself for everybody, it'd be hella watered down version of me. And I don't like that version. I'm not authentic at that version. And I also don't move mountains at that version. I can move mountains at my fully authentic plugged in version of me. So the business has changed exponentially because people that get it, get it. And people that don't get it leave. And that's cool. Like a no hard feelings. If we're not on the same wavelength, that's totally cool. I'm not for everybody. So it has completely altered the trajectory of how I approach my business and also how I feel about when things happen in my business, good or bad. My response to that is very different because my response is always rooted in I'm authentically doing what I need to be doing. Yes. I, I think, I think just from a reaffirmation standpoint and like leaning into it, knowing it, it really helps to, I think, set your mindset differently as well. Yes. In, and you're right. And not just in like the business thing, but also for yourself as like a reassurance that like, nope, I'm doing what I'm meant to do. And like, yeah, it is what it is. And oh, blinders yes. on and I don't need to water myself down. Right. And it's like, I, I feel like relationships with, you know, my children, my husband, my friends, the people in my circle are deeper and more meaningful because it is yeah. always truly who I am, what I'm meant to do. And and how I function. You know, I've even yeah. gotten my husband to, and he's a manifesting generator, which if you live with one, they're very hard to live with because he's like doing a thousand <laughs> things all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, just focus on a thing. But he can't because like that's, you know, that's him. Um, but it has made us understand each other better. And he was so not on the same page with me in the beginning. He's like, okay, I'll entertain this for a minute. Because, you know, most yeah. men, I think it's harder. It's a harder sell. <laughs> totally. But, you know, he, he entertained it and we sat down and we actually read all about it together. And he's like, dude, this makes sense. Like, this is the first, like this, <laughs> describes me to a T and I'm like, I know, isn't it incredible? So I think it has just expanded and deepened how I interact with the people that do want to be in my world because it's, it's again, more authentic. It's more connection. Yeah, I would completely agree. My husband is a generator. So like he does things on his own time and it's a lot slower than I can do them. I know that for a fact, but I, I am learning so hard to have patience and and it's okay. Right. So yeah. I think you're right. It transcends so much more than businesses transcends so much more than knowing ourselves. It really does deepen those relationships with those around us. And sometimes also brings light to relationships that we shouldn't be in. Yes. And well. that one's hard. People don't oh, yeah. like that one. Right. Because it's like, then oh, you're yeah. trying, it's, it's like square peg round hole. Like this may mm-hmm. not work out. And, and you can, you know, that, that whole saying of like, people don't fundamentally change. I do think people change their behaviors and their actions, but like who you are at, at the core of how you function and how you're wired, that's who you are. So like you just gave the example, like you can learn to have more patience with your husband because you now fully understand he's a generator. He's going to move when he's ready to move. You're a manifester. You're going to move before anyone's ready to move. And then they all follow, right? Like that's just the reality. Um, I've actually done it for all of my children also, because I've always looked at my kids and go, how, how did the three of you come from the same raw material? And like, you're nothing alike. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Right. 
But now I understand. And now it makes so much sense for all of them. Like, of course you function this way. Of course you need me to respond in this manner because otherwise I'm literally censoring you. Like I felt censored by my parents. It changed, like it, it just changes. It changes how you interact with people. And it's not, it's not woo. It's actually rooted in science, right? Like just the sheer fact that it works, (laughs) that should be plenty to say, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've gone down the human design rabbit hole pretty yeah. deep and I dig it so much, I but I would love to know from a collaboration standpoint with fellow RDs, are there any ways that you like to show up and collaborate any collaborations that like have just rocked your world over the past couple of years? Yes. And I will actually say, um, the, the biggest takeaway over the last couple of years, and this is, this is something that most people don't expect. I freaking love social media for this piece. Because when I became an RD, which was, you know, many moons ago, 2004 (laughs) is when I officially sat for the RD exam and passed on first try. Anyway, it was very, you know, very weightlifted moment, as we all know, when you pass that exam and you have your paper in your hand afterwards. Um, (laughs) There was no collaboration in our industry. Everything was hush hush. And everyone was like, if I found the magic sauce, I'm not going to tell you about the magic sauce. Why would I share the magic sauce? I worked hard for the magic sauce. As a result, nobody knows what the freak dietitians do. Nobody knew where to find other dietitians. There was no collaboration, everybody functioning in a silo. And now we are on the internet together and you and I connect and me and 17,000 other dietitians connect because we're all, we're all after the same long-term goal. And we're, none of us came here into this profession because we're like, this is going to make me famous. No, all of us are in this profession (laughs) because we wanted to somehow affect lives and change lives and improve lives. So the collaboration in general, just to me, that exists now versus 15, 20 years ago is, is mind-blowing. But yeah. in my world specifically, I saw, a, I saw a gap in how dietitians approach their own business. And I know you and I have talked about this, right? Because we see that similar gap of because I'm the status quo disruptor and because I have spent my entire adult life building businesses. I built businesses with my husband. We had a very successful business that we sold. I have always managed and led people because that's also my manifestor energy. So in my world, my favorite collaboration is this mastermind that I actually run. It's called the Realigned Dietitian Mastermind for that very purpose. I was tired of people trying to fit into a box. I was tired of people thinking they can only be successful if they build somebody else's idea of a business. I was tired of dietitians not claiming their space and not stepping into that power of like, you are somebody, what the fuck do you have to say? Show up and say it. So that's my, that's my favorite collaboration because it just opens up a space of, I don't want you to copy what I'm doing. I want you to authentically do what you want to do. Let me help you get there. Girl, you are speaking the same language. And I think that this is such a good example of it, right? Because like, I also host a mastermind, something very similar, but like, by no means do I feel threatened by you. You know what I mean? Same. Because we have our different approach. Because there's also space for both of us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's space for both of us. We have different approaches and and people are going to gravitate toward what they gravitate to. And also I have been with multiple different mentors myself. They were in competition to each other. They all gave me a different piece of the puzzle of growth and they all fit in my life in a different season. So it's not competition. And I think that's the biggest thing from collaboration with other RDs. We have to start thinking that every other RD is a threat it's a tool, it's a resource, it's a friend, it's a colleague, it's a collaborator. 
it's a step forward, right? Like let's embrace, let's not isolate. That's what's the point. Oh my God. Couldn't have said it better myself. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. So obviously masterminds are probably one of your favorite ways to collab. Honestly, me too. Is there any, is there any other way that you like to connect with uh, fellow dietitians? Yeah. Um, so actually retreats and things like that are amazing. I know you run a retreat and one day I will be at your retreat at li- yes. and somewhere in Italy, wherever it is that it is, but um, <laughs> I will be there one day. I actually also just started a blog or not a blog, a um, podcast with a fellow RD that you also know, Brooke West. I know you've had her Hell on the show. Yeah. So that's coming out next month. That's not even like, this is cat out of the bag. We're not even like done with it yet, but um, it's coming <laughs> out next month. So just, I just really like opportunities where we can step into each other's space. and like, tell me what you do here's what I do. How can I learn from you? How can yes. you grow from me? How can we grow from each other? So whenever that opportunity is there, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm for it on podcasts. I'm for it on blogs. I'm for it in-person retreats, right? I'm for it. I'm for it wherever we can make it happen. Yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. So if other RDs want to come into your world, they want to collaborate with you, what is the best place for them to connect with you? Yeah. The easiest place to always connect with me is on Instagram. Again, this is where I love social media at your fitness dietitian. And you all better know how to spell dietitian because the lay person, I understand that they sometimes don't find me, but you all know how to find me. Um, but you can also shoot me an email. Hello at your I do respond to every single DM I get. It is me responding. It is not my team responding. I do respond to all emails. Um, but I would just love to hear from you, like connect, reach out, tell me where you're at. The mastermind is starting again. The next round is starting in July. We're also going to start doing some programs for dietitians. And when I say programs, I mean, here are resources that you don't think you have or that you don't understand well enough because we weren't taught these. Yes. Let me give you a little bit of my manifestor energy. Of <laughs> you too can disrupt the status quo and here are the steps because I think that's where a lot of people trip up. They feel like they need guidance. So mm-hmm. the programs are going to be more about here's some actual tangible things you need to understand and do. The mastermind is literally about how do we grow together? How do we, how do you grow? How do we grow together? And how do we, as a result, scale your dream business to whatever that value for you is. For me, it's freedom. What is yours? How do we get you there? Preach girl. Guys, if you're not following her already, I sometimes just scroll through your stories for inspiration. So I love that. You're killing it. You're I killing love that. it. I'm going to now, when I'm in my stories, I'm going to speak directly to you. Maybe like, this is for Celestina. I'm just saying because right I know she's Perfect. watching from Germany. Maybe I'll do some German stories for you. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sprinkle that in. Why not? Right. I should. I'll do story in German. I actually have a bunch of uh, dietitians that I follow. We follow each other who are in Europe, Austria, for example. I have, I have, I have somebody in my mastermind right now who is in Austria. She's a dietitian in Austria. So. Hell yeah. Global. Yeah. Global. <laughs> global collaboration i'm for it global takeover yes (laughs) all right as always it's a pleasure i'm so happy that we chatted today yeah me too this was awesome it took too long to get here but i'm so glad we did this thanks for having me (laughs) ciao so remember how in the beginning of this podcast i referred to manifestors auras as repelling or I feel like it's more of like a challenging to read kind of thing. That's how I've experienced it when I've met other manifestors, both in real life and virtually. Actually, that's how I felt when I was seeing Kirsten's social media for the first time. And maybe because I'm just a little bit more perceptive energetically because I understand the human design side of things a little bit more, but I was like, oh damn, she feels out of reach. And like, 
she wasn't putting off that vibe, but like, that's just the energy that I got. And then I reached out to her and she was the freaking coolest person ever. And like, obviously you heard the conversation. She's the freaking coolest. So it's just very interesting how, when you're in tune with energy and other people's auras, whether you're physically in the room with them or you see them on social, how it can affect you. So even manifester to manifester, right? Like it can be challenging almost to initiate conversation with each other, especially if the confidence piece is lacking and that comes from the conditioning from the outside world. So that's just something to consider if you are meeting someone for the first time and for whatever reason you can't get a read on them, they could very well be a manifester and maybe they're just not letting you in at that point, but don't stop. Like you can still have an amazing conversation with a manifester, even if they have RBF. And trust me, most of the times I have RBF. So I understand it can be challenging, which is why I try and invite people into the conversation. But yeah, that was just a very long side note, but I think it's also just important to note that you can feel energy through a social media interaction. Oh, and then we met in real life and it was awesome. So yeah, but like take that for what you will. I just think it's a really cool side note. Okay, now let's get back on track. A quick recap. One, social media may surprise you. You may find your RD besties and soul sisters through Instagram DMs. Two, give yourself the permission to create the business of your dreams. Three, if you're running your business and something still feels off or you need something more, look into human design. Fucking game changer, guys. Telling you. So I want to share with you guys all of the amazing things Kirsten has coming up in the next couple of weeks slash happening right now. So her realigned business mastermind starts literally right now. It's late July. It's happening right now. And it's not too late to sign up. So if you want to work with Kirsten in her mastermind setting, this is the perfect time to sign up for it. So I will put the link for that in the show notes. Also coming out, or rather it already came out this July, her business program called Systems to Scale, where she's sharing all of the systems that she and her business use to run a successful practice without having to trade more time. And then upcoming in August, it is an RD business program called Integrate, meaning how to use functional testing to level up your private coaching. So all of the things happening in Kirsten's world and in screen nutrition world. So I will put all of those links in the show notes if you want to go check them out. Okay, you know the spiel. If you love this, I'd really appreciate it if you'd share it with your RD bestie. And if you really love it, if you could leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would love those stars. Thank you so much. And I said it last week, but I'll say it again. The community sessions are really gaining traction. They are totally free. It's at lunchtime EST for my fellow RDs. I would love to build that community, just a space for RDs to connect. And if you want, you can talk a little bit about your business in a way of, hey, I need support on this rather than trying to be salesy. But it's been an amazing place for RDs to connect so far. And I'm so excited for the upcoming August RD lunch connection session because I don't have a better name for it. But if you do, let me know. It's happening on August 12th at 12 p.m. EST, and I will put the sign up link in the show notes. I don't do anything with those email addresses except for send you the Google Meet link like 48 to 24 hours before that actual event so that you know where to go. And yeah, I would love for you to be there if you'd like to virtually connect with fellow dietitians from around the world. 
Next week, we will be chatting with Stephanie Notaris. She is a PhD and APD from Down Under in Australia, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear that chat with her. Until next time, ciao.